Louie, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rose? Where we're going, we don't need Rose. No. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello and welcome to After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil, spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> I'm just getting it out there right now. This could be possibly our most spoiler-filled episode ever. So if you want to avoid spoilers or if you're the type of person you think you haven't seen a lot of movies, you may want to fast forward a little bit or just be prepared to listen with your hand on the volume knob. Uh, we will give you fair warning, but we are going to spoil the endings out of a bunch of movies. So be prepared. Yeah, because if you haven't, whatever you're listening to, this podcast on if you haven't seen the the title of it we're going to be doing our top five movie twist endings yes so we're going to go and spoil some of them but here's what we're going to do to make sure we don't spoil anything if you do want to listen through but you want to make sure that you don't get anything spoiled what we're going to do is we're going to say hey my number five is movie x and we're going to just give you the title first before we say anything we're not going to start off by saying i love the ending where such and such happened in this movie so you'll have plenty of warning before we tell you exactly yeah. what happens. And most of, at least most of mine are all pretty famous. I think most of them... Yeah, you should know. That. I think don't think there's going to be anything too surprising. Yeah, yeah. Even if you haven't seen the movie, you've probably heard about the ending or you know about it. But if not, just be prepared. Keep your hand on that volume knob. Yeah. So uh, you've been warned. So don't get in touch with us to say, oh my God, I can't believe you spoiled that film for me. <laughs> because, you know, you have plenty of warning. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, Phil, I, I personally have the feeling we may have more overlap on this list than on any other top five list we've done so far. But that's just a hunch, because you tend to throw curveballs at me. It's a good it's a good chance. I mean, I could redo this. I mean, I love twist endings, so I could I could probably pick another five another day. But in the mood I was in today, I went with these. All right. All right. When I was doing it. Well I'll be curious to see what we've got. I think I think at least my first one's gonna be different from yours, but I, I think we'll see what from there where it goes. Yeah. I think mine'll be different because I think we've mentioned in the past and I don't, don't think you've seen the film if I'm thinking of the right one. Okay. All right. Well we'll find out. This should get this could get interesting then. Yeah. Okay, do you want to kick things off? Sure thing. My number five is a film I've talked about a few times on the show. It's one of my favorites. It's from 1987, and it is No Way Out, starring Kevin Costner and Gene Hackman. And if you haven't seen it, turn that volume down. (laughs) But it's a great, great film that I love. It's a suspense thriller about a Navy officer who goes on the run because people mistakenly uh, believe that he is a KGB spy, and he is on the run, and he's, he's being chased, and it's very tense and everything, and he finally escapes, and... We find out at the end, guess what? He actually is the KGB sleeper agent, which I don't think anybody saw coming. And it's such a great twist that you don't, you just all this time you're assuming he's innocent and he's not. So it's fantastic. Yeah. I love the movie and I I love the ending. So that's my number five. An excellent pick. Yeah, it's almost made my list. As I say, another day would have gone on. But yeah, I remember watching that and just going, oh my God, who's the spy? Who's, what's going to happen? And then when, when that happens and you finally, you finally twig what's going on, you're just going, oh my God. Because I had no idea, which is always the best. I mean, sometimes with these twist endings, you go, well, maybe, could be this, could be that. Right. But I didn't have 
I didn't even didn't even enter my head the, the slightest possibility it could be him. Right. Well, it's because it, you know it's not that kind of a movie, really. It it, it seems yeah, yeah. like what it is on the surface, very much just sort of this like chase movie, you know, mistaken identity, kind of like Enemy of the State with Will Smith, how it's just yeah, sort of yeah. like the wrong guy, you know, but they've got the wrong guy, but he's on the run. So you're not expecting it because it just doesn't seem like that kind of film, especially in the '80s. You know, so when it did happen, that was a very gutsy move for that time period. An excellent choice. Thanks. Well, my number five is a, a film from 1990, and it's Jacob's Ladder. Ah, right. It stars Tim Robbins. We see he's deployed in Vietnam at the start of the film, and then he ends up coming home, back to New York City. His kid was killed in a previous accident and things like that, and he's just he's just basically moving through life. And then he starts having these weird visions of, of lost loved ones and bizarre people, and then maybe slightly more demonic, and then people are reading his palm and giving him all these strange things. It just gets weird and weird as it goes on until eventually we're just going, what the hell's happening? Then we get to the end where we find out that he's actually still in, he's still in uh, Vietnam, uh, this scene where he'd been injured and he's in, he's in like a, a hospital in the middle of the jungle being treated. They'd be trying a drug on him called Ladder, which was meant to increase aggression in soldiers. And Jacob had been given a high dose before the battle and he'd been in a huge frenzy and it just, it had triggered all these, these visions and things in his, in his head. And it turned out it was just, he was dying in Vietnam, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I haven't seen that so, one, but now that you mentioned yeah. it, of course, it's an obvious choice because I know you're a big fan of that movie. So Yeah, just uh, it was just one of those. It was a gut punch because you just, you it made total sense when it came to the movie, but uh, you didn't expect, you knew there was going to be, you knew there was going to be some weird kind of answer, but when it came to that, it just uh, just left you going, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not a happy film right. if you've not seen it. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. Hey, that's my number five. Right, cool. I got to watch it one of these days, but I have to wait now because I, you've spoiled the ending a couple times for me. Oh, now, so that's I have to it, wait yeah. till I forget it so I can watch it and that's it, yeah, not know yeah, the end. Yeah, <laughs> but there you go. That's that's my number five. What do you got for number four? Good choice. Okay, my number four is Primal Fear from 1993, starring Richard Gere and Edward Norton, giving the performance of a lifetime. Uh, back when Edward Norton did more than just be in Wes Anderson movies. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, it's it's fantastic. So it's about this lawyer, Richard Gere, takes on this case of this abused altar boy who murders the archbishop who's abusing him, and it comes out that he has multiple personalities, and they get him, uh, you know, off for you know for being criminally insane. And at the end of the movie, we find out that he doesn't have split personality. He was playing Richard Gere and the jury and the judge the whole time in an elaborate scheme to get off for this crime. And it's just fantastic. And the look that Edward Norton gives at the end of that film is so creepy. My wife won't watch that film again because it creeped her out so much. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's a really good movie. It's a really great like courtroom thriller. But that ending is just, again, another one you just don't see coming because you think you know yeah, the story yeah. of the film. And it catches you off guard. And I love it. I love that movie. And I love that scene. Excellent choice. It's uh, I I didn't pick it because I've not seen a film, although I knew the, I knew the twist and I knew everything about it. You haven't seen it? but it, Yeah, it's just one of those ones I've never got around to seeing. Oh, uh, yeah, that's definitely... I And, you know, I, I'm certainly not one to talk because I, I have a million yeah. movies like that, but I do recommend that you track this one down and watch yeah, I'm not, it. Yeah, I'm not sure why I didn't get to say it. Maybe when it, you know, it was coming out, maybe somebody spoiled it for me and just right. thought, no, but I it's can't remember. It's really, never, really good. Never seen it. Yeah, yeah. highly recommended. Okay, I'll have to get that watched. Uh, my number four is an M. Night Shyamalan film. It's Unbreakable. One from 2000, because could, you could pick pretty much any of his films, but I'm going with Unbreakable because I watched it recently as well, but uh, <laughs> also because I really like it. Yep. But uh, going with this one, it's the one with Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson. Bruce Willis is the only survivor of a train crash, and as it goes on, he finds out he could actually you know, have superpowers, be indestructible. But I love the way it's done. It's so down to earth, and it's all like, well, could it be? Or is it just coincidence or less things? And then as it's going on, I mean, it, it has the, the code at the start, talking about comic books and 
watching the first time, I didn't even think about comic books to begin with until like, you know, it's you're suddenly going, well, oh God, yeah, he's a superhero, of course. Yeah, I get where it's going now. But then at the very end when he's, uh, he also develops this thing where he can touch people, he can see their darkest secret, their crimes, just sort of like feelings and visions, but they get strong as it goes on. And then Samuel L. Jackson's playing a character who runs a comic book shop, but he gets, he's got very brittle bones and he's sort of helping Bruce Willis's character, you know, you know, develop and go, well, you, you're a hero, you know, you're, you're this guy, you know, indestructible, whereas I, I'm not. So, you know, you, you can do good, you can save people. And you think he's sort of like a mentor, but then at the end he shakes hands. Bruce Willis shakes hands with uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character and then sees that Samuel L. Jackson has caused all these, like the, the train crash and explosions and things which have been thought to be terrorist attacks, all to try and find these people with special abilities. And he's, he's killed hundreds and thousands of people. And then he's uh, he ends up calling himself Mr. Glass because he's the supervillain to... Uh, Bruce Willis's superhero and I just thought I didn't see that coming at all and I just thought that was so well done and it just went oh my god and you had to reassess everything you've you've watched previously which is a sign of a good twist and luckily we're going to see more of that when uh, Glass comes out yeah uh, which is going to be great but uh, that's my number four good choice and we just went after the ending of Unbreakable a handful of episodes ago so you can hear more about it and what we thought happened after that great twist ending in that episode. Yes, and it should. Uh, I quite like those after the endings we did for that one. Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, that was back in episode 88. We went after the ending of Unbreakable. There you go, just a few weeks ago. All right, good choice. Bold pick, picking Unbreakable as your M. Night Shyamalan choice. I'm I'm impressed. Thank you. Yeah, I just went with that one because it's one of my favorite, yeah. favorites of his films. It's film, a good so. pick. All right, well, my number three is a film that uh, is, is no stranger to people who listen to the show. We've talked about it a number of times. We've gone after the ending of it. It is is Brian Singer's The Usual Suspects from 1995. And it's a fantastic film, obviously. I'll just stop you there, Mike, because my number three is also The Usual Suspects. Oh, look suspect. at that. All right. Yeah, so I had a feeling it would be on both our lists. I'm, I'm, I, I can't say I'm surprised they're at the exact same spot, but that's a, it's a nice... Uh, a nice bit of serendipity there that we landed on the same spot. Yeah, with. yeah. Well, as you know, you know, it's a great film about these five criminals. They come together, uh, and they're all under the thrall of this, you know, mythic gang lord, Kaiser Soze. Kaiser Soze. And at the end of the film, we learn that Kevin Spacey's, you know, unassuming, quiet, nebbishy, verbal kint is actually Kaiser Soze. And, and then we're left questioning what's real and what's not. And it's an amazing— yeah reveal made all the more amazing by the way it's revealed and if you haven't seen usual suspects i know i just spoiled it for you but it's still worth watching it's still worth it but watch it to the end the way that we learn that verbal is really kaiser soze is brilliant it's a visual masterpiece and it's one of my yeah. favorite scenes in any film ever because basically as well you find out because you realize he's just been taking cues from things around him. what people have said most of what he's told us throughout the film could all none of it could have happened possibly right right or just like is he just it? changing one names of the, or is he yeah. completely making up everything you don't even know yeah because he's one of the biggest unreliable narrators in any work of fiction probably i'm sure people come back and and tell me that it's not but he's in this case he is oh i, I yeah i <laughs> yeah. think he definitely ranks <laughs> yeah because it's yeah it's, oh it's just when that when you realize what it is because I was expecting, like, the mythical Kaiser Soze to turn up and start killing people, you know, Terminator-style maybe or whatever. I just was just, all this was going through my head. And then when it finds out, you're going, oh, yes. <laughs> and I even like the fact that uh, Gabriel Byrne thought he was, well, Kaiser Soze until he saw the film. Right. Because it's just, just brilliant. Yeah. And we went after the ending of that back in episode 23. Yeah. And I think I'm going to have to listen to that myself because I have no idea what I did. <laughs> <that. laughs> it's funny how they, the endings tend to escape you after you've done so many of yeah. them. Yeah. All right, well, a good joint pick for number three. 
I like it. Mm, I wonder if we'll have any other similarities going on. It is possible, but I can tell you that I'm pretty sure my number two is not on your list because my number two is a movie from one M. Night Shyamalan, but it is not Unbreakable. Okay. It's the more obvious choice, admittedly. It is The Sixth Sense. Oh, yes, yes. And I think everyone pretty much knows the twist at the end of The Sixth Sense at this point. But if you don't, and you turn down the volume, because I'm going to tell you, Bruce Willis (laughs) is a ghost. He is dead. And it is just amazing. Yeah, I know. It's fantastic. Um, you know, it's it's The Sixth Sense is a really great movie. Another one we went after the ending of way back. Uh, yeah, that was episode twenty one. Yeah, so oh, not not that far from the Usual Suspects. It's a it's a good solid ghost story. It's creepy as heck. It's so atmospheric. The performances are amazing, and then you get this twist on top of it. And here's the thing: even without the twist, the movie would still be a phenomenal movie. Yeah, all yeah. about this character helping this kid deal with the fact that he can see dead people. Just on the surface of that. It's a great film. And then you add that ending and it is just mind-blowing. So I, I love the movie. I love the ending. It's one of the most famous twists in, in movie history. So I don't think it's a big surprise to most people to see it on my list. But that's my number two. Okay. Uh, I'm glad I got your list. But uh, the reason why I didn't go with that one, because it is the obvious one when you talk about his films, was because I think I've mentioned it. I probably mentioned it back when we went after the ending. Yeah, but, it's okay. It's long enough ago. Go ahead yeah, and tell us. But I'd seen, uh, I'd seen a trailer for The Sixth Sense when it came out. I think I was, yeah, I think it was me and my mum watching a, f- a film the trailer was on. When we came out, we talked about the, this trailer for The Sixth Sense, and we both we both going, oh, yeah, that's the one where Bruce Willis is the ghost, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm not sure what it was about the trailer that made us both think that, but that's we thought that was what it was about. He was the ghost, and we'd know about that to begin with. Right. So then the film came out, like, months later, sort of half forgotten that, but when I was watching it, as it was going on, I was going, oh, yeah, this, oh, but he's not a ghost. Right. Oh, okay. Well, carry on then. When it came up the big reveal, I was going, oh. Right, right, right. Not, yeah, not that big a twist, but I'm not sure what it was. Maybe it was just a poorly put together trailer. Maybe I'm some kind of genius. Uh, I wonder or, if there are multiple versions of the trailer. Maybe an early one, yeah. you know, was a little too revealing somehow. Yeah. But that's just the way, that's the reason why it didn't quite hit me as hard as it would. Understandable. But, uh, there we go. Completely understandable. But uh, it's an excellent pick. It's probably on lots of people's lists, to be honest. I would I would think so, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, okay, my number... My number two is a Hitchcock film. It is Psycho. Oh, good choice. Yeah, well, we find out uh, Norman Bates has been going around killing people. And then we find out he's, there's a few twists. We find out he's actually pretending to be his mother. And we also find out his mum's dead and his body's in the, in the basement. So a few reveals as it goes on because it's a, it's a nice little thing. You start, you're not sure what... You hear him talking to his mother. And so it's, it comes as a surprise and things. Obviously, it was one of those ones. It was a film where I knew a lot about it, So I sort of knew what the plot was about anyway when I finally saw it. But it still worked really well. And you, you get you get carried along with it because it's such a well-made film and you get pulled up and you sort of, it gets in the back of your head. And then when it is revealed, you go, oh my God, yeah. Oh, it's just, and Anthony Perkins' performance is just phenomenal. So that's my number two. That's a great choice. And I, I will say that it should be on my list. I, I mean, I'm a huge Hitchcock fan and Psycho is one of my all-time favorite movies. And I will tell people all day long, even if you know every detail about it, it's still a great film that holds up on its own, whether oh, yeah, you know yeah. the ending or not. But I didn't include it on my list. And the reason for that is when I was looking at this, this is a tough list to put together. When I was looking oh, at God, it, yeah, I yeah. had to go for the ones that had that visceral gut reaction for me. And Psycho is one of those movies I knew all the details of before I ever saw it. You know, I knew that, that you know, Anthony Hopkins was the mother and I knew the shower scene that it was really him. And I knew, you know, I, I knew all that stuff before I saw it. So as much as I love the movie and I really, truly do, it didn't have the same shock value for me that all the other films on my list did where I wasn't expecting it. So oh, yeah, it's an yeah. excellent pick. And I, I really agree that it should be on on this list. But I, I went with a, a more of a personal reaction on mine. So 
So good, That's good, okay. very good pick. I'm glad it made it on here. Represent. Yeah, definitely. But what's uh, what's your number one then? All right, my number one goes back a long time. It's the oldest film on the list, and it's also the film I saw first on the list. It is the original classic from 1968, Planet of the Apes. Yes, I had a feeling it would be on your list. Yeah, and I think it's just one of the first really great movie twists where, you know, all this time you think Charlton Heston is on this planet that is populated by apes and that maybe there were humans in their past. Maybe they evolved from humans. But you never, you know, because they traveled in the spaceship to get there, you're always just assuming he's on another planet and that if he can get off this planet somehow or whatever, he'll survive. And then they get to the end and there's that Statue of Liberty and it's like, oh, they, you know, it's it's Earth in the future. And, I, you know, even though this movie came out even before I was born, when I watched it as a kid, I didn't know the twist. And I will, I've talked about this on the show many, many times before, but I'll never forget that reaction. It was one of the coolest moments of my life. You know, it really was just ne- not expecting yeah, yeah. that and, and seeing that. And the way they reveal where you start to see her kind of, the you know, the spikes on top of her head. And you're like, I, that looks, what am I looking at? It looks familiar. Yeah, and then, that's the way they do it. It's really Yeah, good. and then they show it and it's just... It's just mind-boggling, and I love that image of the the Statue of Liberty, just the the head and the arm coming out of the beach, you know. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of that franchise, anyway. So, not a big surprise, but that's my number one, one of the the truly great classic all-time twist endings. Brilliant, an excellent choice. And uh, funny enough, my number one is Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. The twist on it? No, it's not. <laughs> I was gonna say, I will, I will disown you. Because, good God, yeah. that was a twist for the sake of having a twist. It was one of those ones where you go, what? Right, exactly. Made no sense at all. Yeah. Okay, but, uh, okay, my number one. It's uh, We went after the ending for this one not too long ago, back in episode 89, and it is the 1999 film Fight Club. Oh, okay. All right. David Fincher. Brad Pitt, Edward Norton. Obviously, it goes on. Edward Norton's this guy, meets Tyler Dead and Brad Pitt, and they just sort of, his life sort of falls apart, but in a weird kind of way but he uh, it sort of gets better in other ways uh, but then we find out that Tyler Dead and Brad Pitt this cool guy is actually just another facet of Edward Norton's personality and he's been when Edward Norton thinks he's sleeping Brad Pitt's fit, uh, side of him goes out and is trying to change the world and the re- reason why this is in like well like we've been saying all the way through I had no idea but sitting in the cinema watching this it come out nobody knew before, you know and then when it's it suddenly revealed what it was just the whole cinema just went <gasps> Right. And I had some guy at the back going, what the hell? All that kind of stuff. It was just, it was just, it was the sensation of being in the cinema and everybody at the same time, just everybody had just been taken in by it and didn't have a clue. And it was just this, it was such a brilliant cinematic experience being there when it happened. It's just, it's just stuck with me and it's one of my favorite twists. And uh, I love it. Very good. All right. Didn't, yes. obviously didn't make my list. Uh, I'm not as big a fan of that movie as you are, but it is a, it is a great, a great scene. Yeah. There you go. But that's, but there's a few, uh, few others we could shout out, isn't there? Sure. I mean, I had 12 monkeys, which I really wanted to get on my list, but, but couldn't make it. Yeah. That almost made my list. Uh, Empire Strikes Back could be on there. Yeah. That was more, but see to, and to me, the reason I didn't include that one is it's more like a big reveal. It's not the twist ending. It doesn't change the ending of the film. It changes the relationship between the two characters. But in in all the other ones, at least on my list, and I think on yours as well, it it fundamentally changes the events of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one really is just, you know, hey, surprise, but it's not. That's that's a good point. It doesn't fundamentally change anything about it. Well, I mean, it does change some things about it, but you know what I'm saying. It's not a plot. That's right. Yeah, one. you don't go, you don't look back at it and go, oh, well, that's that was this. Yeah, right. that's a good. That's point. that's why I didn't make oh. my list. But I mean, obviously, it's certainly one I considered. But so when that happens at the end, I was going, oh, I didn't expect that. 
Uh, the game as well, The Mist. Yeah, the game was on there for me. Uh, the Mist, obviously, I we've talked about. It. I'm not a huge fan of yeah. the ending, but it would uh, certainly split. qualify. Yeah, Split. The one, Kill List, uh, Mulholland Drive. I knew that would be nowhere near you. No. Think, yours, but <laughs> but there, there's plenty of others out there. and there's, there's quite a few when I was doing this list I want to see, even though now... I know what the, the ending is for most of them. Have them going. My curiosity went out. I went, yeah, oh, I've got to read that. Oh, I've spoiled it. Right. I was going through some lists of movies with twist endings just to refresh my memory, although I ended up only using the ones I had thought of originally. But I would see movies and then I would quickly skim past it if it wasn't one I'd seen so that I wouldn't have the ending spoiled yeah, yeah. for me, you know? No, I, I didn't have the strength to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, too bad. But yeah, get in touch. Let us know what your favorite twist ending is to a film, but don't spoil it for us. Just let us know the film. Right, exactly. In case, in case we haven't <laughs> exactly. seen Exactly. All right, well, there you go. That is our top five movie twist endings, and that is going to start to wrap up our episode. Uh, but surprise, it's not over. We still have 20 more <laughs> minutes. Not really. Yes. Okay, it's just going to be, uh, we're going to be doing Mongolian throat singing for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> you like to go to that Mongolian throat singing, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It's just really fun. That's a good, a good field go-to. Okay, we'll move on from that. And on that note, it's time for us to wrap things up. But as always, we greatly appreciate your listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. My number five is Twister. Now, this one was was hard to work out because there isn't really a twist ending, but I think I maybe got confused with what we were doing here. (laughs) Sorry. Terrible. Oh, dear God. I wish there was a Twister. No, that'd be cool. I don't want to trust it again. Because <laughs> your family's there, so no. Thanks. No. Yeah, only because my family's here, though. Yeah. So if yeah, I told yeah. you I was home alone right now, you'd be like, oh, Twister can come and wipe yeah, it out. Yeah, twist it. Yeah, twist the night away. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, speaking of Wes Anderson, my number three is the Grand Budapest Hotel, because the twist is I liked it. <laughs> but I'm bummed. Sorry. Again, that's not really my pick. Sorry. Okay. I just, that made me think of it a minute ago when I was talking about Wes Anderson. <laughs>